Hey everybody, welcome back to 9-4 Radio. Today we are going to talk about the reason that I believe you hate cardio. And I'm going to give you a guideline, framework, to develop a better relationship with quote-unquote cardio. So a little bit of background, I'm going to do a little bit of definitions. This is by no means going to be a scientific episode. Um, This is not for elite runners, swimmers, bikers. Um, This is for people who believe they need to get on a cardio machine in order to achieve the results that they want to achieve and... Hate it. Hate it so bad. And getting hate it so bad that you get to a point where you're not feeling like the way that you you feel so bad that it's worth doing something you hate to change. I want to turn that whole paradigm on its head. I want you to turn that whole I want to turn that whole mindset on its head. So to do that. Let's set some definitions and set some ground rules. So, um, cardio. When we talk about cardio, we're actually talking about cardiovascular respiratory training. You're training your cardiovascular respiratory system. And what that is, it's your heart and your lungs. And what we're trying to do is deliver oxygen in the most efficient way possible. That's what we're doing with cardio respiratory fitness training is we're trying to develop our heart and lungs while we're doing work so that when we're at rest, it takes less effort to maintain what we got going on. And when we are asked to do hard work, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't feel as hard. And, uh, so that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to deliver oxygen and blood in the most efficient way possible. That's, that's what, like, that's the goal. And when you do that, you just feel better when you move because it, it, it feels like it takes less effort. So that's like number one, that's what we're doing. Um, and then we're going to talk about, uh, carbon dioxide. So we already pretty much know about oxygen, oxygen. You need to deliver that to all your cells. Like that's the, that's the thing that's the air that, uh, that allows for life to happen, right? So I feel like we're, we've got, we're very solid on oxygen. Carbon dioxide, though, it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there, and um, you may know something or you may know nothing about carbon dioxide. But for the purposes of this episode, we're going to look at carbon dioxide, which is the air that you breathe out, that is a stress messenger. So that's all we really need to know about carbon dioxide is that when it is present in your body, its entire purpose is to deliver the message to your brain that your body is under a tremendous amount of stress. So the more carbon dioxide you have built up in your system, the more stressed you're going to feel. Uh, and we're going to talk about what that actually translates into. So now I feel like we got a, a very clear picture of, of like cardio in general, what it is, what are the components of it, 
Now we're going to talk about why you hate it, why I hate it, why people hate it, not necessarily you, but if it's you, why you hate it. Uh, So when we talk about I'm going to get in shape, when when we're starting to get quote unquote back, hey, I'm going to get back into shape. What that normally translates into is you're going to find a gym and you're going to jump on a cardio machine for 30 minutes. Come hell or high water. And you're going to, you're going to pick a resistance or a speed when you're fresh and you're going, and you are going to uh, expect to maintain that level throughout your entire workout. That's the way it was when I, like, before I knew what I know now, that's exactly what I did. Um, I didn't feel good uh, with what I had been doing and, I'm, and I needed to change. And I, the only way that I knew how to quote unquote get in shape is to jump on the stair machine and like drape my arms all over it and like go as fast as possible and like, or jump on an elliptical machine and then like choose a random resistance that I've felt I should have been able to maintain. And then you just, you sit there and suffer for 30 minutes and nobody likes that. That's not fun. That's that program will last as long as, as you like, as you feel bad. The moment that you see success and that you're starting to feel good, that workout program's gone until you start feeling like as bad as you did the first time to start this whole process again. Because when you're doing something you don't like and you don't like, when you're doing something you don't like, you're doing it so that, because not doing something feels worse. So the moment the not doing something feels the same or better, then you're not going to do that workout program anymore. I, that's exactly what I did. So, Talking it out, it feels like a setup, you know, like if you had a friend came to you that said, Hey, I want to, I want to get in shape. What do I do? I, okay. Uh, find your nearest cardio machine that you want to go to and then go find an arbitrary number that feels pretty okay when you're fresh and then hang on for 30 minutes and suffer through it. And then Also, you put on the caveat that, well, if you, if your resistance goes down, if your speed goes down, then you failed. So you need to do that work still. You can't get off. You're just going to feel bad. No one signs up for that. You like, you wouldn't do that to your friend and we all do it to ourselves. So that is the grand setup of getting of cardio and that drives an awful relationship with getting into shape. And then that also drives the idea that working out is a temporary fix or working out as a quote unquote fix. It's not a lifestyle. It's a fix. So I want to offer a, a framework to start developing a better relationship with cardio, a, a framework that will actually allow you to, develop the kind of relationship with cardio that will endure feeling good, you know, not, it, it will, it, depending on, you know, what you're doing and, 
and what you're choosing to do and like what options are available, you might not love it, but you're definitely not going to hate it. And you're definitely going to see results long term. And it's, it's honestly, it's, it's a, it's a phenomenal framework just for starting almost any new habit. Uh, like I said, I'm only addressing cardio. It is transferable. We can do a little bit of digging or, um, or you can, you can do some experimentation. So with cardio, we, uh, we already talked about it's designed to move blood and oxygen. And we talked about carbon dioxide being a stress messenger. So what happens when you, we've already talked about also how you set yourself up to fail, how we set ourselves up to fail. And so let's say I'm jumping on, I'm jumping on an elliptical machine and I set the height, I set the resistance and I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm doing it. And then all of a sudden, you know, cause I'm not accustomed to like, I'm, we're talking day one, like this happens on day one. So day one, I'm already going to go for 30 minutes and I've already, des- I've already set the resistance and I've told myself that both of those are immovable. Those are time is a time and the resistance is a resistance and find a way to fit yourself into that framework. And what happens is we're, I am optimistic on how long I can maintain this pace. So I, maybe a minute, maybe two or three minutes into my workout, I, you know, I start to feel burning. I start to feel, um, discomfort. I start to sweat maybe a little bit. Uh, what I absolutely do is I start to, I stop breathing through my nose and I start breathing through my mouth. That is something that always happens. And the moment I start feeling a lot of like burning in my legs or burning in my lungs or whatever, I open my mouth. And then I just, I hang on until 30 minutes is over. And I I start like my body language starts to move. I start draping my arms over the, the handles. I like my posture kind of goes away. I'm, I am doing I am compromising every posture of my body just so I can I can fulfill this arbitrary resistance and this arbitrary time time cap. And uh that's that's not a recipe for success. Because honestly, it's too much. It's, I'm asking myself to do too much on day one. And historically, I've never, I've never established a baseline of fitness. And I've never allowed myself that slow roll to, to starting a, a, an exercise program. It's always like, all right, this is day one. I'm going to do day one. Regardless, uh, like in that day one is generally a program that was designed for the masses. It was not designed for me. It does not take into account the activity, like my activity level before starting this program. Um, it's, it's, 
it's not customized. It's not individualized. It's not for me. It's for the masses. And it's, it is for me to modify. And long ago, uh, before I became a coach and a programmer, I, I just, I read that as gospel. Like that, that could have, could have just as well been written in blood on a stone tablet. And what happens is I ask myself to do too much. And then I develop all kinds of like soreness and pain for the next couple days. And then that affects the, the entire first month of my programming. So what I do now is I set a baseline. And I use that baseline based on me, not based on the machine. And I listen to my body and that directs the workout. Because I will tell you that it takes less effort to get the same results. The thing that the thing that we lose when we go too hard too fast and the thing that we're able to maintain when we when we take the slower more um, the slower more attentive long like long term route is consistency. I will stand on a soapbox and scream to the masses that a consistent movement practice is better than any strength and conditioning program that's ever written if for long-term success and I'm, I'm not talking sports specific I'm not talking about I have an event I'm not talking any of that I'm talking if I want to get into shape consistency is king and the only way to be consistent is to enjoy what you're doing and the only way to enjoy what you're doing is to honor your body like honor where you're at Set your ego aside, listen to your body, do as much as is necessary and not more, and do it every day. So what does that look like? I, I, I promised that I would, uh, I, would, I would give you some framework to change your relationship with cardio, and that's where, that's where this is coming in. So if you are starting to get back to get back into shape to get back into cardio to get back into running or rowing or whatever set a baseline my standard baseline is 10 minutes only breathing through your nose and then you take your average whether if you're on a bike you take your average rpms and resistance if you're if you're, um, if you're running outside, like the distance is going to be your baseline. If you are, um, on a bike or, or rowing, um, your distance is going to be your baseline and you're only going to go like the minute that you panic and have to breathe through your, and have the feeling that you have to breathe through your mouth you, you need to slow down. So it's a, it's a kind of a big mindset, mindset shift because 
we try so hard to to put ourselves into our expectations instead of modifying our expectations to meet meet us where we are we set these these should these arbitrary expectations for what we should be able to accomplish based on nothing as opposed to like day 1 do whatever cardio work you plan on doing and you do 10 minutes of it and you only breathe through your nose and that is your baseline. That is as fast as you're going to go. That is, that is it. That's the thing. And it is going to be humbling. You're saying 10 minutes, that's nothing. Breathing through my nose, that's nothing. The, the hardest thing is going to be slowing down. And I have done it every time I've needed to like readdress my cardiovascular training, I have to slow down and it sucks super bad and I hate it. And it is the only way that I have found to, to build my cardio quickly. You know, they, they say, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And that's exactly what, what that is. So 10 minutes, cardio machine of your choice, bike or walk outside or go for a run, any of that. 10 minutes, you can only breathe through your nose. If you find yourself struggling with that, then you have to slow down to a pace where breathing through your nose is, is fine. Some people use the talk test. For setting a baseline, I, I don't love it because you are opening your mouth. And I'm going to talk about why that's such a big deal. Uh, it goes all the way back to what we talked about with um, carbon dioxide being a stress messenger. So carbon dioxide. So what happens when you get on that cardio machine and you're going faster than you need to? Your breathing gets weird. And when your breathing gets weird... We don't know how, we don't know a better way to offload carbon dioxide. So when you're going faster, you're breathing, like you're breathing in more. You're, you're breathing in more, but you're not, you're not offloading that carbon dioxide. So you're taking in oxygen and, and then you're, you're not getting, getting that carbon dioxide. So as your oxygen's going up, your carbon dioxide's going up too. So all of a sudden, what carbon dioxide does is it tries really, really hard to make, to make it so uncomfortable that you have to stop. And they do that in a number of ways. Your muscles start to burn, your lungs start to burn, you get a stitch in your side or like a side ache, and the voices in your head get really loud. Those are four tremendous indicators that you have too much carbon dioxide in your system. So we try to compensate and open our mouths and try to, try to get rid of some of that carbon dioxide. What that does is it brings, in, it, it brings in more air. It brings in more air and it brings in more carbon dioxide. So it's just this continuous loop. It's just on a bigger scale. And so to, to fix that, to fix that from happening... 
is you have to use nasal breathing or breathing through your nose. You have to use that as a governor. Your breathing doesn't, doesn't match your movement or your movement speed. Your movement speed matches your breathing. And eventually, you're going to build capacity so that you're going to be able to just breathe through your nose, but you're going to be going faster. So the people that I work with uh, one-on-one, for, the very, for at least the first month, I don't allow anything other than breathing through your nose. We're only going to move as fast as you can breathe. And for some, for most, me included, that's a huge ego hit because I picture myself, I know I'm not in shape, but I picture my, myself in better shape than I am. And it's, it's putting this like unrealistic expectation on me that I can't meet. And then that just results into a lot of frustration and a lot of like not funness. So that piles on the not funness of working out. So then we, we get into that loop of I'm only going to do this until not doing, until not doing, not getting the benefits of doing cardio feels better than doing it. So give that a try. Give that a try. Open your mind. Um, take a little bit of ego out. Leave it somewhere. Leave it, where, leave it. Don't bring it into the gym with you. Do that 10 minutes, nasal breathing only, <clears throat> set that baseline, and then only increase. You could increase it daily if you wanted to. But I would say only increase no more than 10%. And I'm talking time or resistance. It can't be both. So if we are going to plan on, okay, we're going to be on this cardio machine for 30 minutes, then 30 minutes is going to stay, is not going to move. And then your speed will eventually get faster. So you're going to cover more distance in that 30 minutes. If we're talking about, hey, my speed is fine. I want to be able to hold the speed for longer. Then, then, that's, then, then the speed is the thing that stays put. And then you can adjust your time. That's very important. Either time or speed change. You can, you can change either of those. You can't change them both. Nasal breathing only. The first 30 days. And you will 100% see results. Because you are getting a true baseline and you're truly listening to your body being consistent and then getting those results. So I would say honestly with that protocol you could do you could do that training every day. Especially if you're just starting out, you can absolutely do that training every day increasing no, like increasing if you're doing it every day, I would say no more than 5%. Um you're going to find your edge though and and honor that i didn't say you have to increase it by 5% every day i'm saying no more than 5% no more than 10% if you're doing a 3 times a week 4 times a week you can probably get a little bit closer to 
to that 10% because you're going to have a little bit more recovery. You're going to want to do it more though. So, um, so that's cool. And if you're using more than one cardio machine, obviously set two separate baselines and, uh, and, and then use those to, to, to increase and improve. And once you get to a point where you've, you just, you will get to a point where you feel better. You're going to get to a point where you actually hit a plateau and that's where more personalized coaching is going to come in. That's where more, um, addressing, you know, your goals and what you want to do. And, you know, you, you're, you can do this protocol literally until you get to a point where you have goals and you, you want a coach to help, um, help dial in, uh, some specific, some specific, some specificity to what you're trying to accomplish. But I'm saying if you just want to feel better, lose weight, get on the path, this is the this is my standard protocol to, to to develop a really good relationship with cardio and see real results. It just takes it takes setting that baseline, learning where you're at, and then and then listening to your body. So, uh, if you have any questions based on uh, based on this episode or any other episodes. Obviously, you can feel free to reach out on social media or 9.4.coaching, all spelled out, at gmail.com. And we will catch you next time. Thanks.